Welcome to Bucks County Conversations. I'm Charlotte Reese. This is a production of the Bucks County Commissioner's Communications Department and your source for real conversations happening within the Bucks County government. The eyes of everybody are on elections. Today we are talking about Bucks County's Board of Elections, aka BOE. It's not just the two days of the year when you have things going on. We're going to talk about how the Board of Elections prepares for the more than 470,000 registered voters in the county. We always try to make sure we're doing anything we can do to make it easier for people to vote, while also being realistic. What goes in to the temporary hiring process? I jumped at the chance. It's such a great group of people. And who is behind the office that has two Super Bowls every year? I guess you could say we're a referee. This is Bucks County Conversations. Commissioner Harvey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Sure. Thanks, Charlotte. Great. So, Commissioner, just to start off, can you tell me how you cast your ballot this year and walk us through that process a little bit? Sure. So this year, similar to some of the years past, I've gone down to the Board of Elections office here in Doylestown, uh, and I've done the on-demand mail-in ballot, which is essentially going to the front desk. Uh, You get the application for mail-in ballot, fill out the application with all the information, give it right back to them. We have the ability here and also at Levittown and Quakertown to print a ballot specifically for the district I live in. So I get the ballot I would have normally gotten on Election Day or if I'd had it mailed to my home get the same ballot. It comes with a secrecy envelope. It comes with the mailing envelope. You can vote right here. There's, you know, desks off to the side. Cast your vote, put it in the secrecy envelope, put it in the mailing envelope, sign and date the back, and then hand it in, and you're done. So it's a very quick process. Took, you know, maybe five, ten minutes at the most. Mm -hmm. And fits everybody's lifestyle. It does, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if we can zoom out a little bit and talk about here in Bucks County, as the chairman of the Board of Elections, how do you guys function throughout the year, building up to these elections and making these decisions? The real work and the real kind of soldiers in this fight are the people who work in the Board of Elections, the couple dozen people who are down there working from January all the way through December. It's not just the two days of the year when you have things going on. They're doing voter registration all year people who are moving and changing registrations, they have to take a look at making sure that each of the locations we use for the 304 precincts are able to be used. We have situations sometimes where uh, we could be in a school and have polling places in a school, and maybe that school is going to be undergoing renovations, which we actually have this year. And so we can't have those for election day. And so now we have to find replacements. And those buildings have to be ADA compliant, they have to have restroom facilities, they have to be safe and secure and and have adequate parking, all those things. So really every aspect of elections and what makes them happen goes on here. The job of the Board of Elections is really to make the bigger decisions regarding things like drop boxes, regarding things like which vendors to use to print ballots, in terms of the things like the designs of the ballots or what they look like, that's really something the Board of Elections does. The state has some input, too, because they're trying to make sure things are uniform for things like 
the return envelope that you have to send back and or the kind of markings you have to have on it, the information that voters are required to put on the back. Those types of things are all determined by the state. So you have different levels of government all involved, but most of the work is done by the people who are working in Board of Elections. It's just normal you know, people, county employees from all over Bucks County, from both political parties or no political party, their job is just to carry out elections, make sure people get to register to vote, make sure they answer the questions, make sure we have the machines in the right place, make sure the machines are working, <laughs> make sure the polling places themselves are ready to receive them and ready to function as a polling place, make sure the staff inside the polling place are trained and there's adequate staffing. You know, these are things that, that they run through, um, you know, all year long. Yeah, I mean, it's been more than a couple of days these past few years. It's kind of been a few months <laughs> that the eyes of uh, everybody are on elections. Okay, so that's Tom Freitag. He's the director of Bucks County's Board of Elections. Big shoes to fill. There's a lot of things. I mean, it's not two days a year. It's not even just two months a year. It's uh, year-round. We're processing people may have moved, people may have passed away, we're processing registrations, get notifications from Department of Health on if someone was deceased. We're sending out... And just to to clarify, Tom is not to be confused with Commissioner Harvey, who is the chair of the Board of Elections. Tom is the director of the office that handles the fine details all year long. It's definitely like a niche job market. (laughs) There's only, I mean, 67 counties, but I mean, I got in at the ground floor. Tom has been with the county since 2014, making his way up the BOE ladder, if you will. As you work in elections, you kind of see the bigger picture. Like when I first started here, it was like, oh, why am I just bundling all these pieces of paper together? But then as you go through an election, you realize like, okay, well, if they didn't have these provisional receipts at the polls, it'd be a big issue on election day. So every little thing that we do really adds up to the big picture for election day, the Super Bowl, as you called it. Throughout Tom's years working for Bucks County BOE, things were pretty routine. So for decades, election law in Pennsylvania really didn't change much. And then Tom took over. In 2019, shortly after I took acting director at the time, there was Act 77, which was passed in October of 2019, which was a overhaul of a lot of different election laws. It changed the voter registration deadline. It created no-excuse mail-in ballots. So Act 77 changed that, that anybody without any reason, if you just wanted to sit at home on election day, you could vote by mail. That also happened to coincide with a pandemic, which uh, made a lot of people want to vote by mail. There were other changes to straight party voting was eliminated. This also coincided with the state decertifying Pennsylvania's previous election equipment. The whole state, all 67 counties, had to get a voter verifiable paper ballot. And just with a presidential election, which always has higher turnout, it just was everything happening all at once. And as all these laws changed, there were various lawsuits on different things that weren't completely clear in the law that still are ongoing right now that just made a lot more eyes on Pennsylvania elections than there used to be. As you can imagine with Act 77 and a pandemic, the Board of Elections and Tom had a lot of decisions to make. Well, the decisions we make are based in, most of them based in law, state law, federal law, making sure that we're complying with the laws that deal with elections. We have a great law department here that works with us and has since you know we've come into office to make sure that we're doing things properly. 
we always try to make sure we're doing anything we can do to make it easier for people to vote while also being realistic. For the machines, we actually had a bunch of demos in 2019. There were five different systems that the state had certified that we could basically choose from. We had demonstrations throughout the county where voters could come in and basically look at the equipment, maybe do some test ballots on it, give their feedback of what they like. We worked with our IT department on different recommendations that we had and made them to the board, which was made up of the commissioners. It was the commissioner's final say on what machines were chosen, but we did a lot of public outreach and a lot of research to make sure we were getting something that the people of Bucks County wanted. And eventually expanding how many drop boxes we had and trying to find locations to place them, when they'd be open, what hours they'd be open, what days, how early to open them. Again, staffing issues and security issues all related to that. Some of the most common votes we take are the ones that do impact people, which is if we have to move a polling place. You know, we try not to do that because we know people get used to going to a certain place. They know, you know, where it is and where to park, et cetera. And to make that change is a big one. We try not to do that, but we try to move it to some place that the Board of Elections staff has found meets all the criteria for being a polling place. And then making a public vote about the fact that it's moving, making sure the voters in that district know where they're supposed to go now and trying to tell, you know, working through both political parties to make sure that they know that this polling change is happening, here's why it's happening, and making sure they can communicate that to their people. And I don't know if you want to talk about the new change that voters may see. Yes. This one we're actually really excited about. We are switching over from our old paper poll books to a electronic poll book. There's a lot of reasons why these are really good, and some of them stem from Act 77 and the changes. So there's a lot more people voting by mail. When somebody applies to vote by mail, there's actually a watermark in our old poll books that would be next to their name basically saying that, hey, this person applied for a ballot. They either have to remit it to the polling place, give it to the poll worker, or vote by a provisional ballot. But the time it took to print our paper poll books, we were always down to the wire marking people's poll book pages if they applied for a ballot after we started printing the poll book, we needed to make sure that info got in there. So it was a lot more of a physical labor to get all that information into the poll book, make sure they're accurate so that when people go to the polls, it showed the correct information. With an electronic poll book, all of this is able to be put onto there right before they go out to the polls so that when they go out to get delivered over the weekend to the election officials, everything is as up-to-date as possible, that if they've applied for a ballot, if they've returned their ballot, that way when they go to the polling place, it's going to reflect it accurately in the poll book. So that's one of the big reasons for the administrative end of it. But also it's just a lot easier for voters if they go to the polls and they go to the wrong polling place. Previously they had to call our office maybe wait on hold depending on how busy we are that day for somebody to find out where they need to go. These electronic poll books will actually be able to show where they need to go in the county so they'd be able to quickly get to where they need to go. And it also really helps election officials too because for all those procedures like remitting a ballot, there are things they have to do. And the poll book actually gives them step-by-step instructions, basically has a flag that shows, hey, this is what this voter needs to do. And it prevents maybe like common mistakes or little errors that a poll worker might make because they're typically only working a couple days a year. And then also on the back end, again, when these come back to us, 
previously. It was a very time-consuming process to make sure everybody got their credit for voting. Next to everybody's name in the poll book was a barcode that had to be manually scanned in with like a barcode scanner like you'd have at the uh, grocery store. So imagine doing that for 304 precincts that some of them have two to three poll books, going through every single name, and then making sure after you do that, we compared that to the numbered list of voters, which is just how many people were signed in that day. And if that number didn't match, then we had to go back through and try and figure out if we missed somebody, if we accidentally scanned somebody to make those numbers match. And during this whole process that we are going through the poll books, we can't be processing any new voter registrations. So that whole procedure could maybe take three weeks to a month that we're receiving voter registrations that we can't process. So with the electronic poll books, we're able to pull that info right from there. We know exactly how many people signed it. We can still compare that to the numbered list of voters to make sure those numbers add up. And then we'll be able to certify the election much quicker and be able to start processing registrations quicker so that people's paperwork and registrations get done timely. So much paper. Seriously, though, the mail-in ballots are two envelopes, which turns into an assembly line of sorts on election day. And then those paper poll books? I told Commissioner Harvey and Tom that someone at the state level must really want to give BOE paper cuts. <laughs> There's a lot of paper. A lot of things have to be retained, too. So not only are we printing paper, we're printing paper ballots. We're keeping those uh, records, depending on what they are for different time periods. Some other equipment we got over the past couple years were just envelope openers, high-speed openers, ballot extractors, ballot sorting equipment, just because, I mean, we went from about maybe 5% of people voting by mail, and that's like a, a high estimate, to anywhere between 30 and 40%. The Board of Elections and its office prepares for these days all year long. It's overtime and unity with a purpose. We've had employees from you know, the prison, from children and youth workers, from the court side, probation officers, sheriff deputies, we, you know, anybody, you know, different role offices, people who are working here. We have no idea what political party they are. We don't know where they live in Bucks County, and it doesn't matter because they're just coming here to do their job. And that's true all over the country. I mean, it's, it's, we're really not that different in terms of how we do things here. Certainly, we'd like to have some changes to the law, which we've talked about, would allow us to start processing ballots before Election Day. Other states, including Florida, allow that to happen, but Pennsylvania's law does not. And so that's one of the reasons why it takes us a while to have official election results, because if 90,000 people send in ballots by mail, that's you know 180,000 envelopes we have to open. They all use their secrecy envelopes like they're supposed to. That's 180,000 envelopes that have to be opened. And while we do have some machines that can you know just cut the edge of an envelope, still need hands, literally a person to reach in and pull out first the secrecy envelope and have that run through the, and get cut and then pull out the ballot. It's partly automated, but a lot of it is an assembly line of dozens of workers sitting next to each other and just you know cutting envelopes, taking out whatever's inside, cutting the next envelope, taking whatever's out inside, flattening out the ballot, putting them in the proper bins by precinct if, because they've already been sorted, and then they go through the machines and it's a long process, but it is something that's pretty impressive to see. BOE essentially gets two days a year when all hands are on deck. And honestly, it's truly amazing. Well, when it comes to our office, I mean, we're just there. We're not partisan at all. We're just there to administer. 
We don't have a horse in any race or anything like that. Our job is just to make sure that everything is being done fairly and by the law. So that's basically what we're there for. I guess you could say we're a referee. (laughs) We're just basically making sure everything is functioning on election day. Polls are open. People have the ability to vote. Polls open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then simultaneously, we're working on counting absentee and mail-ins that day. It's a big job, but we're here just to administer. We're not here for any agenda or anything like that. We just want to make sure that everybody gets the fair shake. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing which I mentioned a couple of times, when you hear a lot of these people, you know, it's whether it's at public meetings or online or people on the cable news or even, unfortunately, elected officials talking about elections being stolen and fraud, and you're not really accusing me of a crime. I'm not down there opening envelopes. You know, I'm not down there counting votes. It's something that I think people just, they're just clearly not thinking when they start hurling accusations. A lot of it's just done for political purposes, and there's a tremendous amount of misinformation, deliberate disinformation, and just outright lies by people because they think they worry more about winning elections for their side, and they don't care as much about the future of this country and making sure that the country continues on as it has for so long as a democracy that people have faith in their systems and faith in each other. They don't really care about that. They care more about just making sure they they win an election because they want the power. You know, I think it's the kind of desensitization that people just have gotten too casual in terms of hurling insults and accusations at people and then don't really think about who they're throwing them at. They say things about different people stealing elections, but the elected officials aren't the ones in that room counting ballots. It's Board of Elections employees, but also from all over the county. They're all down there doing different things. So you're accusing dozens and dozens of people of you know, committing a felony. Just because you have like the different titles, can you introduce yourself for me and just kind of say like, hey, your name, and then if you want to say like your role upstairs okay, sure. as well as here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Teresa Froelich. And I work in the Bucks County Recorder at Deeds Office. I am the Senior Recording Supervisor up there, recording deeds, mortgages, subdivision plans, that kind of thing. And then down here, I'm the ballot box manager. So that's what I do. That's what I do for Board of Elections. So Teresa is like this bundle of joy. And she's one of those people who only works with the Board of Elections for parts of the year. Special shout out to Randy Miller, who does the same job, as well as all the other county employees and residents who work on election day or for BOE during the election seasons. Tom Freetag, Kelly Gale, Jennifer Miller, Randy Miller, Amanda Hafler. I'm just going to pull those off the top because they're an amazing group of people. They're an amazing group of people to work for. That's why I love coming down here, but everybody in the office is so helpful, and it's just like a big team down here. Everybody knows their part, and everybody does their job. So I just really want to pull my hats off to the Board of Elections office. Teresa, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you. So, Teresa, just to start, can you introduce yourself for me and... Tell me twofold, what you do for the county usually, and then what you do during this time of the year. Absolutely. So my name is Teresa Froelich. I've worked for the county for 23 years. I work in the Recorder of Deeds office. 
And I've been actually helping out with elections probably for close to about 10 years now, doing the inputting of the numbers when they would come in late at night, we would stay and do all that kind of thing. And as things changed, Gail, the chief clerk, had come to my boss now that they were opening more ballot boxes and adding the eight additional ballot boxes in the libraries. And I jumped at the chance because I love working down here. It's such a great group of people. So what we do is start out with the hiring process, obviously. We go by the availability. We see what they like to do, what actually involved them in interviewing for this job, that kind of thing. Most of the times we hire them on the spot because they're here, they're willing to work, they're excited about working. And then once we get everybody hired, we hire like, I think it's like 20 ballot box clerks. We also have four drivers because we need two drivers in the vehicles to pick up ballots. So there always has to be a driver and there always has to be a passenger. So when they go to pick up the ballots, the passenger will stay with the ballots that are already in the car. So it's very secure. There's a camera front and back. We make 11 calendars, one for each ballot box, get everything scheduled in. And then we have a training. We have the ballot box clerks come in where they get their training, they get their PowerPoint presentation, and they get their county badges. There's so much involved in this process. There's a lot of like little things that come into it that we have to do. So it's, you know, getting a hold of general services. We need the vehicles get a hold of IT so they can do the cameras in the front and the back of the vehicles, make sure they're still working properly. All the county phones, there's a county phone at each ballot box. So if the ballot clerk runs in any kind of trouble, they have a direct line right to us. So what I do is I actually sit there. Each ballot box is on camera, except for the three government service centers. And there's two cameras on each box. So what I do is I have all these computers on my desk and line them up and I pull them up and I have, I'm watching Ben Salem, I'm watching Bristolboro, I'm watching every single ballot box. I mean, the voters might just be sitting there chatting. We don't have audio, but I can see what's going on. And if I think something might be a little, you know, like, oh, let me just check on them and make sure everything's okay. I'll just shoot them a text on the phone, which the county phones, they can call me, we can text, and we can FaceTime which is perfect. So if they come into any kind of problems, we can answer their questions right away. If the voter has a question, they can call us if they don't know the answer. We do supply clipboards at every ballot box with every kind of information that they could possibly need or want to answer any of the voters' questions. If the voters are asking for certain forms, those are in the ballot boxes as well. It just helps the voter from not having to come all the way up here. They have different locations closer to home that they can go to, get their forms or drop off their ballot or, you know, whatever the case is. Randy and I, we have to make sure that the drivers get off in the morning okay, that they have all the bags that they need for picking up the ballots. We meet them at the loading dock and walk with them with the ballots up here because they cannot be alone. So, you know, there is somebody with those ballots at every single point throughout the whole process throughout the day from the time they get picked up till they get here, they get put in the dragon room and they get locked. And then they'll have people go in and open those bags, get them put into the correct precincts and wait for election day. I mean, it's very interesting. It's very fun. You have your challenges. I'm not going to say you don't have your challenges. We do. But that's basically what we do. I manage these ballot boxes. I manage the ballot clerks. I manage the drivers. We're there for them constantly, 24-7. If they need anything, we're right there for them. And, you know, it seems to be going very well. Actually, a lot easier, I think, as people understand what the state laws are, only can drop one ballot. That's usually the only issue we have, you know, as far as that goes. But other than that, you know, that's what we do behind the scenes. It really is a group effort then. And I mean, with you and Randy coming down here, I'm just meeting you, but I've known Randy and I'm like, you two just seem like 
two of some of the best people in the county oh, running this. What, what made you want to get involved in Board of Elections? I mean, this is like another job. It is. It is. You know, with me, I love learning new things. And because I had worked with elections for so many years before, all of us from different offices would get emails, if you want to work, come on down. So we would come in real early in the morning before our shift was started, a regular job we would work, and then we would come down after our shift was over and work some more. And I just love it. It's a great group of people. The camaraderie is awesome down here. Just knowing the behind the scenes of the voting process and what, say, John Q. Public doesn't know what happens behind the scenes back here. And there's a lot going on, and it is certainly a team effort. We couldn't do it without everybody. Yeah, even on election, I've only been here for two elections so far, but Mm -hmm. it's so electric in here. I always call it, it's like the stock market, you know? So you come in, and it's just go, 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 go. You know, the whole day you're just running, and next thing you know, it's like five in the morning, and you're like, oh, Okay, you know what I mean? And it's a nice way of getting a little extra money, you know? And that's a nice thing as well, you know? So when you have five grandbabies, this is my Christmas money, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. So it's great. great. Yeah. What would you say to just kind of people who, you know, maybe are interested in working in elections or maybe just kind of like a draw to what you guys do or how people can get involved? Oh, absolutely. There's like a lot of different ways people can get involved with the election. You can be a poll worker. You could be the ballot box clerk. The good thing about working even just part-time or per diem with the Board of Elections office, that gives you an into the county. And that's a good thing. We've lost a lot of people, a lot of good people, to jobs in the county that after they worked election, they posted for a job and now they're working full time in the county or out of the county. And I've noticed a lot of people when we were doing interviewing really, really, really want to be involved with the voting process. They want to know what happens. How does this work? What happens to my ballot once I put it in the mail? What happens to my ballot once I put it in the box? That type of thing. And they get a whole good behind the scenes and you can see what exactly every step that we do to keep that ballot secure. Yeah, so they're learning something while getting a job. Absolutely. Exactly. And then they'll go out and they'll tell other people. And that's how we get, say, next election's ballot box clerks. Because it's like, oh, I heard about this from a friend. We had four that came interviewed this fall that heard just from friends. So, and now they're in with us, which is nice. But it's great. It's a great group of people. And since I've been doing this the past four or five elections, you meet new friends. You meet new people. You learn how interested the people are, the public, in knowing what is the behind the scenes for the Board of Elections office and what we do. And they come back and tell us, like, you know, this is awesome. This is great. You know, I never knew it was a secure. So, and that's a good thing. That's kudos to us. Yeah, definitely. What would you say to residents? What do you want residents to know about the Board of Elections office? Oh, my goodness. First of all, they are an amazing group of people. They work so hard. Every election, everybody, everybody that comes here works so hard. But just to let them know, like, this is our chain of custody for the ballots. So those ballots are secure from the time they leave the voters' hands until the time they get here to the office. And I am watching them ballots constantly to make sure that their ballots are safe and they get here. If they have any questions, and like I said, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that are done that, you know, the public don't 
realize and that's with any job you know what I mean like if you don't work at a grocery store you don't know what happens behind the scenes you don't know what everybody does there it's a team effort everybody's involved everybody's on board and it's just like full steam ahead but just to let the voters know that we're here for them if they have any questions they could always give us a call they can stop in our ballot box clerks are informed with all kinds of information, so they can certainly ask them. If it's a question that they don't know, the ballot box clerks will just give us a call. We'll answer that question for the voter. But to know that we are for a fair election, and this is what we do to assure that. Yeah, I like that. Does this time fly when you're down here? Like, are you ready to go back in a little bit? I'm not. And you know what? Actually, sometimes it's almost sad. Like when it's over, you know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, the party's over, you know. But see, I like being busy constantly. So running from 730 in the morning and like I have to be down to the loading dock every time the cars come in and get the ballots and I'm up and down and this, that, and the other thing. And your day just goes so fast. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, it's 7 o'clock and I haven't eaten yet <laughs> or, or whatever the case is, you know what I mean? Just because you're constantly busy and that's how I love to do my days. I love busy days. Yeah. And it's only going to get busier. So they're going to start really coming in. Yeah. yeah. So it's fun. I love it. I just love being busy and I love the cause. I love the cause. So that's great. Teresa, thank you so much for talking with me today about what you do and joining the podcast. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Charlotte. Well, that's it for this episode of Bucks County Conversations. Special thanks to Commissioner Harvey, Tom, and Teresa. And here's your reminder, Election Day is upon us, November 8th, 2022. Get out there and vote. Polls open at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. In the meantime, ballot drop boxes are open. Check out buckscounty.gov elections for any questions you may have. You can find your polling place, closest drop box, and other voting information. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you're following us on social media to stay up to date with the latest happening in your Bucks County government. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search Bucks County Gov. That's Bucks County G-O-V-T. Thanks for listening. Go vote. I'm Charlotte Reese. This is Bucks County Conversations.